dope. So, uh, uh, b- before we start, man, um, are you? Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. Are it's you right. familiar with this list? I'm do you not. Know? Okay. Oh, dude. Okay. okay. Here's what we got. In 2008, mm-hmm. five Empire Magazine released. Let me find the first page. Yeah, this is the from 500 greatest of all time. This is from 11 years In ago. 2008. They have not updated I w- 500 yet. Yeah. They've done. They did it. They did an issue uh, like a year ago or a year or two ago that was like the top 100 greatest. Mm-hmm. And we this were is like, like nope. who did it? Mm-hmm. It is it's ten like, ten thousand Empire readers and 150 industry Hollywood people wow. like directors, and producers, 50 critics, Sam Mendes, yeah, mm-hmm. Miles Lambert. So you Cameron can Crow, go Roger through Deacons. this and see like Edgar Wright's list, see Ryan Johnson's list. Oh wow! And uh, but there you go, 500. It's insane. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. I, which I think is the most rewatchable movie of all time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I it really, really, really it is. Be. It's because it's a just a good album. If you're going after Terry like, Benedict, you better goddamn know. <laughs> <laughs> this sort of thing used to be civilized. You'd hit a guy, he'd whack you, done. But with Benedict, he'll kill you. It's like an and album then he goes of bangers, and then he'll go to work on you. Yeah, it's just a, it's a solid straight through album. Yeah, that just full of hits. Mm-hmm. I like that Superman Returns is. is on here. I don't. <laughs> I don't because uh, we had to watch it. We last watched year. it again. Not glad it's on there. I um, mean, I have I have love for parts also of that fuck movie. Fuck Brian Singer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fuck Brian Singer. I I like that fuck movie. Fuck Kevin Spacey. Uh, fuck Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. He's a great oh Lex Luthor, but fuck that guy. Yeah. I I I Wait feel Brandon Ruth though. I feel like yeah. I feel like the world was too mean to Brandon Routh because I yeah. think he's a really good Superman. He is. He, he is. is. He is. And and especially because he does the bumbling pretty good. He had yeah. the Superman costume that's my least favorite. He had the movie that's that's not the most exciting Superman movie. Mm-hmm. But he was also tasked with with um with with doing Christopher Reeve. Yes. So it's like he did a great job of doing that while also kind of doing himself in this new role. But but people were not. It's so it's it, like crazy to invite that comparison to invite yeah. that to be like hey you know yeah. your favorite uh, actor of all time who is this amazing human being who passed Went away had this incredible legacy like we we're gonna do that mm-hmm. it's like don't do that it, Make it, it would your own thing it well, would be as if they hired somebody to do Robin Williams genie in the new do you know what I mean in yeah. the new Aladdin like yeah uh, well because they also they just reuse jokes from yeah. Superman two right and one and yeah. one yeah they yeah. just reuse jokes from the Richard Donner Superman statistically movies. the safest way to try it's it's such a it's such a weird like if you're a fan of the Richard Donner Supermans there's it's very charming there's there's lovely stuff in it but, but like, the fact that it's this direct sequel and they're just calling yeah. back to the movie that was it's directly before it's such a bummer because the year before Batman Begins came out and although yeah. it's not my favorite Batman movie it's like well at least it's a new direction so let's go let's mm-hmm. go forward yeah and then this Superman decides to look back because I feel like most Hollywood people are not comic book people they're Hollywood people so they yeah. love the Richard Donner Superman because it's great but it's a movie it's not a Superman yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah, it's just a. It's, just well, it's a also a, it's proof, more proof that Brian Singer, who is a horrible monster, is also uh, not a comic book person. Correct. He's d- not. Despite being, despite having directed multiple X Men movies, his career made because of the X Men, right? Yeah. Because he treated those as sci fi, and that's how he made it work for him, which is cool. Yeah. And it was good for that time, but um, yeah, it would. Yeah, it's a it's a real bummer. He he is a director. This is a little. I just I don't understand the. The constant work that he gets mm-hmm. because of one good script he had initially. Oh, initially, and just usual you, suspects. You yeah. never yeah. look at a Brian Singer movie and go, "That's a Brian Singer movie." Sure, no. There's nothing about his work that is. But do you think that's that's maybe why he got 
the work that he did because it was like he, you know, like he, Valkyrie was like fine. Like with Tom Cruise, like it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it was, I watched it and I remember being like, okay, yeah, cool. I got, I got that story. He's a, he's a real paint by numbers director. Um, there's everything he's done. There's nothing that blows me away personally. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's just like, this is a perfect movie. Mm -hmm. Usual suspects is a, is a good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but anything other than that, that doesn't really, that one I don't think is rewatchable. Honestly. I mean, yeah, he's he's, he's the same, and th- this is a, and that's case space again. Goodness, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel bad making this comparison, but like I really like Ang Lee as a yeah. director. Yeah, and he's oh, another. Yeah. I I think he does great, amazing work. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you watch an Ang Lee movie, you don't go, "That's an Ang Lee movie." Sure. Other than the stylistic choices in Hulk, only yes. because it's different than paint, paint by number superhero movies. Because yeah. it's a weird experimental <laughs> yeah. superhero movie that yeah. that looks like a comic book. Yeah, and for it, sure. It has splash pages and there's mm-hmm. fights in clouds and yeah, it's crazy. Man, I've been wanting to rewatch that a lot recently. Like I have that Blu-ray. I've, I think I might try to pop it in soon in it's, the next week or two. It's so weird. I'm excited for Gemini Man though. Oh yeah, is that Ang Lee? That's yeah. He directed the Will, it. The Will Smith. The Will Smith. Oh, yeah. versus Will Smith. We need to get Life of Pi in 3D. All right, I'm down. Uh, you buy it though, because okay. I don't want to buy it. Okay, that's, cool. That's such a weird career because he's like a multiple Oscar-winning mm-hmm. director, and like none of his work you can like point to and be like, yeah, this that like oh totally. I, it's it's just so weird. He's like a journeyman director. Mm-hmm. We watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon already on this podcast, and that yeah. movie's fucking incredible. That movie's amazing. Yeah, yeah. he is like man. Yeah. He's so he's a, versatile. He's, yeah, he, he is, really is. He is, which yeah. I think is even cooler. Like the fact that you, yes, he doesn't have a specific. You can't because yeah, because no. I can him down ever because for how great people like Tarantino mm-hmm. and yeah. like um, uh, 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 Scorsese, like those directors, you look at their whole body of work and you go, yeah, this feels like it's all. You know, it's all kind of uniform yeah. in a way. Like it all fits thematically. Like mm-hmm. it all. Like those are the kinds of of, of directors that when people go, you know, it's all in the same universe, you go, yeah, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you, you can kind of push that. There's no way in hell anybody would ever do a, a kind of a fun film theory where it's like, did you know all of Ang Lee movies? Or, cause it's like, <laughs> no, cause he's so vers- versatile, you know, he, no, he, Billy he, Flynn's long walk is yeah. the, same the movie that is <laughs> unwatchable. I've never seen it. Have is you it seen because it? Because it's super high frame rate or whatever. It's super high frame rate. I'm um, curious. Well, apparently he's doing that again with Gemini. With Gemini man. It's supposed really? to be higher frame rate. Even higher. Dude, it's like, I'm we're going 6,000 frame rates I I'm, think I'm, was, in, I'm into it I'm not are you know, into did, it because I didn't like you the, saw Hobbits. the Hobbit I did I didn't like them I, it was weird for the my GoPro eyes GoPro footage but I'm into that still to this day <laughs> blows my mind that that is in that movie yeah, yeah. we get that they're getting wet you don't need yeah. to cut to a GoPro <laughs> we understand they're in water and it's in 3D which is crazy there they, are they, parts of those that movies 3D, right? that are great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. But, but even even Peter Jackson, you can look at all of this stuff and be like, yeah, yeah this is all Peter Jackson-y. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's all, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last Ang Lee thing, if, like, about Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, if you want to find something interesting, the t- look up interviews about, like, the set uh, designers and the makeup department for that movie. And they mm-hmm. talk about how the high frame rate of those cameras made their jobs, like, almost impossible because they had to find new ways to apply makeup to actors yeah. because <laughs> the way the frame rate was picking up. You can see <laughs> every you can see everything. And wow. the set designers were like, we had to paint walls, like, 12 times That's wow. to make it actually yeah. look like a normal that house sucks. and not a set. That sucks. That's awful. I hate it. 
like, it's like it, yeah it's like it would save money to actually just do everything for like, real i like, don't mind like and yeah. i don't want a 4k tv <laughs> yeah <neither laughs> i don't do need I. it <laughs> i'm not sold on 4k i'm not a fan it's I'm not a fan it's too, too good it's too much it's also interesting to watch because every actor you like like steve martin's in that movie mm-hmm. and it's interesting to watch because you have all these actors who are like veterans who are acting and it they feel like they're weird they feel like they're <laughs> acting weird because the cameras are just picking up wow on, on little nuanced things and the only person who feels somewhat natural in that movie is the lead because, because you've never seen him in anything you've never else. seen him he was a theater actor and Angley kind of picked him mm. right out of college and he learned how to act on this set with that camera so mm. it's just like he's yeah. the only one who feels like slightly natural of anything I've, wow. I don't know what that movie's about at all I, <laughs> oh yeah wait I think I know what it's about I think it's about a famous it like it's like American Sniper like it's about a real kid yeah who it's, comes back from the war and who does something know, the war political uh, it comes back from Afghanistan I think mm-hmm. and he does something political at uh, like a Super Bowl he game walked or something down, it was like I forget which Super Bowl it was and who was performing I think maybe Dustin Charles was performing hell and, yeah and did he come down and have like an anti-war message or something what did he do I he just I think he just it was like he was a Purple Heart recipient I haven't oh. seen this movie in neither oh I've never years. seen it. I've never seen it oh, don't didn't worry it it's on out, the list didn't it come out recently no it came out like two thousand. 13? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, to me in yeah. my brain, I'm like, that's recently. That was yeah. six years six ago. Years ago. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm stupid. We're old. <laughs> that's what it's called. I'm like, 2013? That was when Man of Steel came out. That just happened. <laughs> 2013? That's Star Trek in the Darkness. That just happened. <laughs> um, so stupid. Yeah, we're all slowly dying. Uh, Adam, what's your official title at Nerdist? Uh, Do you have one? I just, I, on my, on my, Checks that says producer. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Checks, but you do. doesn't say it on my checks. But that's just my that's my overall title. Okay, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, uh, we pretty much already started, and we'll probably keep all of that because it was all oh. it was pretty good. <laughs> Fucking gold. But uh, you know, and you know how we do. We don't edit stuff on this uh, on this podcast. We but don't. I'll just go ahead and start it up. Hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, still under the weather a little bit, Mr. Keller Knobloch. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh, thanks for starting it up, dude. Mm-hmm. Started it I up. I really appreciate it. You went to work today, so you're a little bit better? I did. I, did. I didn't do anything at work okay. today. I soldered like three wires, and then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's see how people felt about John Wick this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Scrolling. Yep. Uh, our guest today is, um, it's so funny that you, we're doing back-to-back we just had Ben Meckler on the show, and oh, and ben. and Ben was speaking very highly of you. When at the end of that episode, we mentioned that we were going to have you <laughs> uh, like next week to talk about uh, tonight's well, movie. So wait, what movie did Ben do? He did Electric, Electric Light, Light and Blue. Electric Light and that Blue. That is a, such a Ben Meckler movie. <laughs> he said it's one of his favorite yeah. movies yeah. of all time. He knew everything about it. Yeah. He's seen it like twenty times. Like yeah, yeah it's, Ben Meckler's like two favorite movies are like Space Jam and Yakuza, a Robert Mitchum <laughs> movie from the seventies. <laughs> like checks out. That yeah. checks out. Yeah. I love Ben. <laughs> Ben's great. So we're so and and I met both of you guys from working at Nerdist and mm-hmm. Keller and I have have done stuff at Geek and Sundry for a long time now, uh, but it's been a minute. But the amazingly talented producer extraordinaire Adam Murray is on the show Adam today. Adam, thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you, and for bringing the movie. Yes, oh, yes thank you, we and for wearing the tank top. <laughs> yes, I am wearing Jack Burton. That Jack Burton wears tank top. Yeah, we should we should probably. Um, Get a snap, snap mention a that. Get a snap. I guess, I guess we can get a pic. We gotta start snapping you've, pics. You've dude. got you've got pictures of yourself wearing that on the internet, right? 
Oh yeah, I'll I can track send one it down. to you. I'll He's, track. He'll track one down. Not a big There's deal. There's one of me uh, holding a red camera and wearing it somewhere. <laughs> I ju- it's just that last week I, we just talked about how we never take pictures of our guests. Mm-hmm. We don't put as much effort into this podcast as Ben Meckler does for his Mortal Kombat podcast. Where so he like, gives Mara Wilson <laughs> extra arms. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we'll never do that. But um, but no, man. Thank you so much for for bringing the movie yes, and and for being excited about it. Um, and for dressing up, we were done. We ordered pizza. We should have ordered Chinese food. Yeah, we should because have. we were in Little China today. Chelsea with a soy allergy. That's true. So that was probably yeah. good. I feel like we should mention it because we didn't mention it last week, but it's kind of morbid and messed up. We ordered. We, we ordered Vitella's Italian food, which is uh, <laughs> Vitella's Italian restaurant is a place that is located in Studio City, mm-hmm. and it is a place where Robert Blake, the star of Electric Light and Blue, mm-hmm. murdered his wife <laughs> oh, behind Beretta. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. probably, mm-hmm. allegedly. Wait, he murdered his wife behind Vitella's? On Ventura? For murdered his <laughs> wife. <laughs> I've been to that place before. Oh, it's oh, great. Great it's, lasagna. We yeah. had it last night. Yeah, really good hell of a garlic bread. Chicken Alfredo was delicious, but it was... And also the sea. Of a, a grisly murder, yeah. I think more than one. Pretty, pretty messed up. Um, yeah, in two thousand one, his his wife was mysteriously killed when mm-hmm. she was sitting in the in the passenger side of his car. He said he wasn't there because he went back to the restaurant Patello's to get a gun he had left there. It's the craziest. <laughs> and then came back and she was <laughs> shot. Right. Oh, I left my gun. I could it have yes. shot her? I left my gun in the restaurant. So you should uh, it like if, out. if you guys don't know about that story, John Patello's uh, has a backup gun. Ke- Keller and I didn't know for anything anybody, about a dummy gun. Yeah, Keller and I didn't know anything about uh electric light and blue other than i saw like i learned and and i saw that it was robert blake and Mm -hmm. i went oh crap so i looked up the case and read to keller just all of the i didn't know anything about any of it so it was really and he's a great actor sad (laughs) and interesting and and he was messed up and beretta for years yeah that's right still alive to this day recently divorced 85 yeah (laughs) wait wait. (laughs) recently divorced as in 2001 or as in more recent as in 2018 december filed for divorce from a new wife he had a mystery lady in 2015 so he's been married the whole time he's been in jail uh he's not in jail he's not in jail oh what you got to read up on this case brother you got to read up on this case Acquitted, and then the children of really? the, the woman who died of his, he owes of 15 his wife, million, but he filed for bankruptcy. Sued him in a civil case because they're like, no, he definitely killed our mom, and like sued him, and then that went back to court. It's insane, wow. and because the whole time we were talking about it, and I mentioned Vitello's, Keller and his lovely girlfriend Chelsea have gone to Vitello's a lot and they enjoyed it. Yeah. So we kept thinking about Vitello's and we're like, we should just order <laughs> yeah, some Vitello's. Uh, we want, and, well, here's the and deal. And Meckler before, was in on it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Well, like, before we even, I was like, Chelsea, what do you want for dinner? And she's like, Italian food. And I was like, yeah. oh man, the stars have aligned. <laughs> I don't, anyway. The reason R.I.P. I thought Robert Blake was guilty is because mm-hmm. there's a Chappelle show sketch about <laughs> selecting jury members and they just go, do you know about the crimes against Robert Blake? He goes, oh yeah, Beretta did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's I why mean, I yes. thought, I was like, oh, he's got to be in jail. It, it, in the court of public opinion not. a lot of people pretty much thought that he, <laughs> he did got it away and, with it you know uh, uh, but um but yeah he was acquitted so anyway it's crazy and morbid and really sad messed up and we were very disrespectful and, and ordered good lasagna <laughs> and good lasagna but we didn't get chinese food tonight we ordered some pizza and we've got two traditions on the podcast adam the first one is keller is going to tell us what movie we're talking about tonight in mm-hmm. a stuffy british guy's voice because it's empire magazine from 11 years ago the second tradition <laughs> comes down to you. You have to, by the end of this episode, tell us. you got to pick any movie ever. Ever made. It can be the movie we watched tonight. It can be a movie you saw last week. It can be a movie you saw when you were five. It can be a movie that's already on this list. It doesn't it matter. Be- 
You pick any a movie, movie ever. Any movie ever that you feel deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Because okay. we've been asking each of our guests. So by the end, we'll have a new list of the 500 oh, greatest okay. films. Example, just last week. Yeah, just run down. Ben Meckler picked Seven Beauties, which is a movie I'd never heard Beautiful of. Beautiful movie. And, and he talked about it. Before that, our guest was Sax Carr. He picked Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Abby Trot picked Princess Mononoke. Augustine Rios picked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Marina Mastros picked The Little Mermaid. Rachel Hine picked The Invitation. Chris Aldana picked Shin Godzilla. So on and so forth. I'll, so, I'll, I'll try to pick one. I'll go with a Mackler route and pick one that probably is. <laughs> Don't tell us. Don't tell us I yet. won't. I okay. Won't. It probably is something we never heard of? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Great. I love it. Great. That's, I love That's it. That's how it's going to go. It's This podcast has come down to... There'll be weeks where we watch a movie that I'd never heard of or hadn't gotten around to seeing a classic like Electric Light and Blue or obscure like Electric Light and Blue. And then the other weeks will be, yeah, we get to rewatch Big Trouble in Little China. You know what I mean? Like the most popular movie ever. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to just. Or we'll just drop. We'll watch some horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some really bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, let's get on with our first tradition. Keller, what, are we, what movie are we talking about tonight? 430 Big Trouble in Little China. 1988. 86. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Director John Carpenter. Dismal box office sent a disillusioned Carpenter back to indie filmmaking, but this colorful action fantasy remains a fan favorite. <laughs> Kurt Russell is hilarious as one of cinema's least heroic heroes. It's great. <laughs> little yep. blurb, little blurb. <laughs> yeah. First question, what do you think of that accent? Beautiful. Oh, my yeah. God, thank you so it's, much. It's pretty good. It's very much, uh, oh, I forget the name of the show. Planet <laughs> Earth. <laughs> oh, what's, uh, I wish I could do Master, David Attenborough. Masterpiece Theater. Masterpiece Theater, yeah. that's it. It's very, yeah. mas- it's very Masterpiece Theater. It's very Masterpiece Theater. theater. Uh, I'm Laura Linney, yeah. <laughs> and this is Masterpiece Classic. Second question, Adam. Uh, Why does Laura Linney introduce know. Downton Abbey, you guys? She's it's, not in it. It's weird. She's not Why in Downton Abbey. Why does work for Turner Classic Movies Network? He's not in any movies. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm upset. I love yeah. Ben Mankiewicz. <laughs> this is not a slam against Ben Mankiewicz. <laughs> this is a slam against <laughs> Laura Linney. <laughs> uh, second question, Adam. You being such a super fan of Big Trouble, what do you think of that little blurb? Do you And, and do you believe it uh, should exist on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time? I... I mean, 500 is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's also not a lot. It's also not a lot. How I do you feel about Halloween being ranked lower than this movie? I think that's a weird mm. choice. Yeah. Because um, you're a big Carpenter guy. We've, a, been, we've been talking about it throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's huge, one of your boys. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, I saw Halloween when I was too young. <laughs> uh, I saw this movie probably at least a dozen times as a kid growing up because it was like during a span when like my parents would get like eight, you know when it's like HBO is free this month. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was one of those movies that and just it was yeah. always played on, on the loop. Yeah, and so I watched it so many times. Uh, I think that's also how I watched it. It was one of those weekends that my HBO. dad was like, you know what? I'm going to be okay with us watching something with demonic stuff in it this time because it was cool when I was a kid. Like I remember watching it at home and then I remember going over to Lou Zavaglia's house who lived down the street from me and it was on. I was like, we need to watch this. It's so weird. Lou. Lou Shout out to Lou. He, he might be dead. Oh, no. He was the walking cautionary tale in our neighborhood. <laughs> the walking cautionary tale. Okay. That's awesome. That's a little side. We're at, uh, Please. My, my parents, my dad, uh, for whatever reason. I know why he did it. Not for whatever reason. 
always as I was growing up told me he's like never smoke weed it'll ruin your life don't smoke weed as sure. every parent mm-hmm. does sure. mm-hmm. yeah I've kind of find out now as an adult that him and my mom smoked weed all the time <laughs> uh, but and I their lives are ruined <laughs> and they're, they're destitute uh, but he was like don't do it you'll like ruin your life and I remember Lou and I ended up going to different schools and I remember he started smoking weed and then like <gasps> he started getting into like harder drugs and so I grew up with this like walking cautionary tale of like wow. what really happens the other when you side smoke. of the tricks exactly <laughs> it's so funny and then like it is a gateway in 2008, drug he got shot in the leg for in a oh drug God. deal in north jersey oh my, I my hope he's God. okay I, we hope so too i hope he's doing okay. i hope you're okay lou that's wherever honestly, you are that's honestly the best story the best reason to not get into hard drugs is because like you might get shot in the leg. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I'd rather not get shot in the leg. Guys, no, legalize no. it all. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was Guys. a kid, my dad told me stories where like he uh uh he and his buddy once drove a truck into like Has your into, dad been shot in the leg? No, but he would he he got into a lot of fights when my dad was in high school, but him and his buddy in high school once drove like his buddy's truck into the top of a tree somehow. Like that happened and I'm sure that they were maybe My dad said that he landed smoking a VW weed. bug into a tree. Really? Yeah. Do we have the same dad? <laughs> no, my dad's a piece of shit. Did our dad's <laughs> <laughs> Did our dads uh, visit Jurassic Park? Is that what the story they told us? There's a tree in the... All right. Uh, okay, so what was my other question? It was... Um, okay, so Does, you... The, yeah. Let's get back to it. So, should Adam, be- should it be on the... You said yourself you think that Halloween should be ranked higher. Now, I we think- watched Halloween last year, which means it was in the bottom 50 of the 500. But also, I put Halloween, like, in the top 250. Oh, for sure. Maybe even the top top hundy because in terms of horror films that I've seen, at least yeah. I think it is a classic. Like, I want to buy that movie. Yeah, it's so so good. Um, and yeah. I would watch that every Halloween. It's but very I do good. watch it every Halloween. Comes down to what about Big Trouble? Do you think it should also be on the list of the five hundred greatest? Also, how do you feel about the new Halloween? Uh, yeah, let's not get into that. Oh, I uh, liked it. Oh fuck! In order, answer the questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, this should be on the list because okay. it's just so weird. Okay. Uh, and I think it represents a very specific time in in Hollywood and movies because mm-hmm. they're it was like a time when Hollywood was apparently really obsessed with like it got back like everything's cyclical. They yeah. were really obsessed with like Asian mysticism. Yeah, yeah. Because this movie was being shot at the same time as Eddie Murphy's The Golden Child. Right. I heard about that. Which. Also stars Victor Wong, who's Egg Shen in this movie, mm-hmm. as well as Peter Kwong. Mm-hmm. So multiple cast members from this movie are also in. Uh, That's great. And didn't, in the Golden Child. And didn't that also like financially not do great? That bombed as well. Yeah. Well, this yeah. also during like the martial arts movies were in full swing. No, or was this it's, no. This is eighties, which this feels is 80s, like this is after. to me. Oh, okay. To me, it feels like a throwback to the seventies, which was kung fu cinema, kung fu sort of exploitation films. Yeah, a lot of San Francisco, a lot of uh, that's when Bruce Lee was the biggest star in the world. Was mm-hmm. the seventies mm-hmm. um, when that was? Yeah, that was kind of changing cinema in a way, and it, like affecting. I feel like American cinema as well. But oh, yeah. um, but that these mo- those movies, Golden Child, and this feels like, and also Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. When did that come out? Eighties also or that the 90s? The Last Dragon is, uh, I think, late eighties. Late eighties. So all of those feel like they're throwbacks to yeah the you oh, know to the even. yeah to yeah. the seventies and stuff. But um, yeah, so I, I would also agree with you, Adam, that it that it represents a very specific, a very niche part of of cinema. Yeah, that it, should like be represented like in five hundred. Yeah, Gremlins, even like yeah, it's it's yeah. got so many elements in it that are just. 
very representative, I think, of the 80s as well. Because mm-hmm. it's got weird monsters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got neon lights. It's got synth music. It's, it's mm-hmm. like everything is kind of boiled into this movie. Like practical, violent effects with yeah. some, you know, like cutting and guns and stuff like that. But it's not, but it's almost kind of still kid friendly. Like and it's like not crazy yeah. creatures like that ball that floats around yeah. with eyes. The like, eyes of, the eyes yeah. of Lopan. The yeah. eyes of yeah. Lopan. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I mean, it's got such great talent, not just like you have Kurt Russell, who is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you said immediately you go, are, is he doing a John Wayne impression? Yes. It's like your immediate reaction. Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's Kurt awesome. Russell is so good in this movie. He's like really he's good. hamming it up hard. Yeah. He's really but good. But you yeah. don't care at all. He's, yeah. he's great at Dennis Dunn as Wang, who's the hero of the movie, is also fantastic. Super, yes, he super is. Charming. He's such a badass. He's super great. Yeah. Super charming. Kim Cattrall. Like it, this movie really must is kind of a, a monument to how fun or how great it must be to work with John Carpenter. Because Kurt Russell worked with him four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Five times, actually, altogether. Uh, and on then, just crazy movies. On just crazy movies. And this movie is probably his weirdest one. And everyone in the movie is on board and it's not like anyone's phoning in and it's not like anyone yeah. no it's not like it's a bad movie that they're aware of that everyone's in on the joke like everyone is genuinely involved in this movie into it yeah and they're into it and it like works mm-hmm. like Kim Cattrall works Victor Wong is great in it uh when we get to James the, Pax like when we get to the elevator and they've drank the potion or yeah. whatever, and they're oh, all that's just like so funny. they're all just it's vibing. Like, I have on a like, really positive attitude yeah, right now. <laughs> it, they're all in the elevator, even like the extras, the, the characters that aren't speaking that are part of the gang. They're just like it feels. You feel the camaraderie. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. They're all having man. such a good time. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It is his really funniest funny. movie too. I think that deserves to be on the list because it is John Carpenter's mm-hmm. actual comedy. It mm-hmm. is a comedy. It is yeah. a comedy for sure. Um, he and, didn't write it. And I the other know thing, how much of it is steeped in like actual? Yes, the other like mysticism. Yeah, yeah. Le, I, we we can talk more about that. But the other thing that I think I I really really root for this movie about is that for, as an outsider looking in, because I didn't grow up with this film and kind of knowing about it, it can seem really racially insensitive, stereotypical, yes. lot like there's stereotypes in it. But I've had multiple people who are Asian American. I've had friends. I've had, uh, I've seen like think pieces online. I've seen people, you know, talk about it where they're like, no, 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 we are so into this because like you, we were all talking about it throughout the movie. Like the Kurt Russell character is not the stereotypical guy who comes in and really saves the day. He's, he's, he's fumbling, bumbling, bumbling. Entire he's, time. he's really charming, but he is like out of his element and he's not the brave sort of hero character. He's the one who is, who is kind of the sidekick, but he really, it feels like within the movie, he is sharing the top billing with, yeah. uh, with Wang. Yeah. Kurt Russell's getting done, butts yeah. and seats. Yes. Yeah. Kurt right. Russell's there to get butts and seats. Uh, yeah. And I, so to see, to see Wang, to see like, and he's a, so fucking funny too. An Asian guy be heroic. And at the yeah. end, uh, his buddy Eddie, like gets the girls, like that other girl character. And Mario, you're like, yeah. so we're seeing like, you know, the, like the masculinity of Asian men, like all of that stuff is all super positive. Uh, on top of there being mysticism that you're like, man, uh, this is such cool mythology. I wonder how accurate it is. I wonder if like it's this all movie Hollywood. Is 100 minutes long? Yeah. It's yeah. so dense. Like yes. you're constantly, you do have to like pay attention to keep up if yeah. you want to keep up with the uh, yes. and mysticism. But yeah. you can also not pay attention to it. And, and it's and just fun. Have a good time. Yeah. And we were talking about too, like 
Kurt, like Jack Burton works as the audience essentially yes. for oh, yeah. this movie because yes. you're it's what the it's hell? like you stumbled into a story that's happening and he is the person that's taking you through it mm-hmm. because there's that line where he just goes what's he goes what's in the what's in the canteen egg magic potion yeah what are we gonna do drink it yeah all right yeah <laughs> like that just, that's what i thought yeah that's what i thought it's like awesome just explaining Great. what's gonna happen and then the gang shows up and and he's like all right any of these guys speak english oh, yeah. and then the <laughs> one guy's guys, like what's this guy's deal and he's like all right let's go come on like because <laughs> it could have been just like a super slow john carpenter thing where yep. it's like shows a guy slow pan yeah. with a potion walking down the hall for sure, it's like for sure. to drink that potion it's no. it is it is incredibly fun and 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 for the reasons of again showing just a ton of amazing Asian actors. Yeah. You There's know, like to, three to, white people in this movie. Also, yeah. for the record, if you couldn't tell by the name Adam Murray, I am a white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so follow up question What do you think about the new Halloween? Oh, yeah. You didn't answer both questions <laughs> yeah. in order. True. <laughs> We're talking about Big Trouble in China. Nope. Uh, I. It, it has such weird tone changes. Okay. Yeah. That I can't fully get on board with it because the original Halloween and I know, and Carpenter has said it himself. Carpenter did an interview, um, at New York film Academy where someone brought up, uh, a quote that Rob Zombie had where Rob Zombie said that John Carpenter was cold to him mm. when he wanted to make his Halloween movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the one thing I can say about the Rob Zombie movies, the Halloween movies, they're not my favorite, but yeah. they're, they're a fairly consistent tone throughout. Got okay. it, yeah. And Carpenter said, he goes, I never was mean to him. All I said was make it your own. Like if sure. you're going to make, take this franchise, make it your own thing. Sure. He goes, if that's me being cold to him, he goes, well, fuck him. He's an asshole. Is what yeah. Carpenter <laughs> said in the interview. Cause John Carpenter, <laughs> Is great to listen to interviews because he has he is so far removed from the studio system now. Okay, that he has he he's has just touring to his lose. own music he's, now with his son and stuff. He's touring his music with his son and the son of uh, the guitar player from the Kinks. <laughs> yeah, wow, uh, wow. And he just got an award at Cannes, which was awesome to see. He got, oh, yeah. he got honored at Cannes, and him and Dario Argento were both there. Uh, but it, it's the new Halloween has such tonal issues. I don't think the twist is really earned. And what, remind me of what the twist the, is. Where the doctor is the one right. who is like behind all this, who mm-hmm. let him oh, yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That comes out of nowhere, isn't really earned. Mm-hmm. Um, the comedy beats are very, are just get dropped in kind mm-hmm. of out of nowhere. Like there's that whole sequence where the two cops are talking about what they brought for dinner and they're like right. lunch pails or whatever. That doesn't really work. Uh, it tried to be similar to the original Halloween. Cause in the original Halloween, you don't see a lot of violence. Correct. No, there's not Correct. a lot of violence. There's not a lot of blood. A lot I mean, of tension. I, there's a lot of tension. Uh, as violent as it gets, I would say is probably him stabbing the boyfriend into the wall with the knife. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. It's probably. And then do we see blood when he attacks the young girl, um, in the car? In the car. Do we see blood or is it no. just like the movement of stabbing her that you're like, It's oh. just you kind of see it from the outside and you see him yeah. kind of I kind of gave her. that to budget when the new one came right. out, I guess. Yeah. Just because they spent... Because they could show yeah, stuff. exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then you have that part where... But also that is what was so effective correct. about the original. Yeah. Correct. And you have that sequence where then he steps on the doctor's head and it smashes like a watermelon, which is something from a... Compl- it feels like it's from... He's, not a, he's yeah. not a... 
he's super powered. He's not super powered. He is kind of the su- Michael Myers over the course of all the original Halloween yeah. movies is more or less this like supernatural being who just doesn't die. Correct. But he doesn't have like super strength. I no. mean, he's kind of strong because he like smashes the window with his hand okay. in the original mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. But like just the stepping on the guy's head and it smashes like a watermelon feels like it's something from a different movie that got mm-hmm. put into the script. Mm-hmm. And I also because it's not a body horror movie and it's such a body horror move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel they did uh, they did Jamie Lee Curtis's character they did Laurie Strode no mm-hmm. favors because I love Laurie Strode I love Jamie Lee Curtis T- making her this character who has kind of just devolved away from her family lived for all these years fear this whole has time. lived in fear but has been preparing for very proactive yeah this moment for yeah. years yeah. and the minute he gets into the house it all goes away Right, and right. I understand that there are there are things that you deal with when you're a victim of trauma that like as much as you can prepare yourself mentally for something, you might not still be ready for it. Right, but it's just like she's been doing this for what thirty years, forty mm-hmm. years. She says mm-hmm. training, training, knowing how to shooting use her house guns. is a her house is a yeah. bunker. Is a bunker. What about that moment where she tricked Michael Myers at the end when to Judy lure Greer him into that trap? Yeah, where Judy, I, Judy, I love her, Judy Greer. Yeah. So yeah, that part works for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super into that. Um, I also didn't like the digital uh, lighting effect that they did on her mm. in the doorway when mm. she says "Happy Halloween, Michael." Oh, what when, did they do? When it's clearly uh, they like in post masked around her face instead of doing it practically. You can tell like when she steps out of the shadows and she goes uh. "Happy Halloween, Michael." It's so clearly a digital lighting effect, mm, and okay. it just looks weird. Sure, so sure, sure. I'm just like, ugh. Um, I'm a filmmaker, so I just pick <laughs> up on very <laughs> minutia, minutia, like that's, very specific things. So you're making your case. You're stating your case. Uh, uh, it yeah. just has a lot of tone problems, and I think like that opening sequence where they go to the prison and it's mm-hmm. all that weird checkerboard mm-hmm. courtyard and all the it sets all the, the tone inmates. for a completely different movie than what unfolds. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. What were you expecting? Something more serious or something more um sort of uh, i don't want to say evolved but like different from the original because like you're mentioning uh jamie lee curtis's character has for 30 years sort of been changed yeah so you know were you expecting more of a revenge i type of a thing or, or I, something more serious i i thought the twist was going to be that she let him go <gasps> to kill him to kill him mm. That would be good. Yeah. Which I, because there's that line in the trailer where she goes, I've been waiting for this night. Why? So I can kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was, I thought that was going to be the choice that she's the one to let him go. And it just turned into this like hunt sequence. Yeah. Uh, I felt like there would need to be a little bit more relationship between her and her granddaughter. Mm -hmm. I thought what they had in that movie was really good. Agreed. And I didn't lean into that enough. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you this too. You're obviously a carpenter guy. Are you a fan of the entire Halloween franchise, including the stuff he didn't have anything to do with? I love the original. Mm-hmm. Halloween two is weird for me because okay. it 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 introduces the idea that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode are brother and sister. Correct. Yeah. Which a lot of people are either like cool with or they're like, meh. So what do you prefer? New Halloween or Halloween two? As like the story continues. Ooh. I honestly like new Neither. Halloween because uh, sure. Halloween two because it's just oh. this, I don't like the brother and sister angle. I know a lot of people love that angle. Yeah. Um, but I think it hindered the franchise a lot. It's also a franchise that's very weird because mm-hmm. Carpenter never wanted it to be. He wanted it to be an anthology. He wanted to be an anthology series, which yeah. explains Halloween 3, which is a movie that was made 
buy cocaine because uh, <laughs> it's it's about a mask company. Do you, either of you know what Halloween three is about? I think a little we bit. watched it, right? No, we did not. We watched okay. one and two. We watched our, one our, and two. Our buddy Adam okay. Lavick. What is it with Adams in Halloween? Should our buddy Adam <laughs> showed us Halloween one and two. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for you. No, go ahead. Uh, so Halloween three has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Is mm-hmm. it the just the Arl Stein Goosebumps mask book? Kind of. So it's about uh, Tom Atkins, who is from. Uh, he's in The Fog, which is another Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in Night of the Creeps, which is a great, great Fred Decker movie. The guy who also did Monster Squad. Cool. Um, and Carpenter produced Halloween three. Yes, he did. And he did mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Halloween three is about a Tom Atkins who is a detective, I believe, uh, who f- there's this whole commercial going around about silver shamrock masks. It's a skull, a witch, and a pumpkin, which you see in the new Halloween movie. They're on kids when they're outside. Oh, yeah. It's a little reference to it. Yeah, um, that's cool. Long story short, the masks are when they're put on kids and at a certain time of night when Halloween on midnight strikes, they're going to turn anyone who's wearing it into piles of bugs because the person who runs the mask company is an ancient pagan like wizard. You hate to see it happen. Who takes pieces of Stonehenge and mm-hmm. puts them into the masks to cause this spell to happen. Also, his factory is protected by robot guards. Well, see, Hell yeah. now I understand why people didn't like it. It's so cliched. I've seen that <laughs> yeah. story yeah, exactly. time and time again. Times. Thousand. That's just that's, that's the just, short that's, version. Oh, that's of Joseph, that's that's Joseph, Joseph Campbell. Campbell. Mask. Get that's out of Joseph here. Campbell. That's the hero's yeah. journey. Come exactly. on. Yeah. Call to action. Got it. Got it. Got it. Every single time. So cliched. Any who's it's so that comes out and are you a fan of it? Do you like it? Halloween, Halloween three? Yeah, I like it now just because it's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun and weird. And John Carpenter's music is in it, and you can tell it's like Tom Atkins is the hero, and you kind of tell it's like kind of what Carpenter thinks a cool guy is just a guy who sits around and drinks six packs and smokes cigarettes. <laughs> Hell yeah, and has a mustache. <laughs> Hell yeah, makes sense. It makes uh, sense. Okay, yeah, right. I'm a, it's I, as cool as it gets. I think you stated your case for what the new Halloween kind of lacks in and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, drops the ball a little bit. And that's just in. for me. I was sure. expecting a more serious movie. It was definitely a, like a fun, crowd-pleasing it's, thing for me. Yeah, like yeah. it was, you know. Yeah, but I, was, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a diehard Halloween fan. So mm-hmm. for me, I was like, oh, cool. Here's the thing. It's better than a lot of the Halloween movies from right. the original franchise. Right, exactly. And I've never seen H2O. Is that any And you like nope. it better than the Rob Zombie ones? Mm. But no, he said, remember Adam said those are at least consistent. Those are consistent. Okay, so those are consistent. Uh, does, which yeah. doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> True. You can, have, so a consi- over you can the have a consistent bad yeah. tone. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Michael Bay is, cons- if, if yes. nothing is not, is, is always consistent. Consistently mm-hmm. sexist and racist. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. You can look mm-hmm. at a Michael Bay movie and go, that's a Michael Bay movie. And yeah. not just because they're doing gay jokes in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> what did he come out with two years ago? What came, what, what, what a was Transformers movie. Yeah, you're Pain probably and gain. right. Pain and Gain. Yeah, Pain yeah. and Gain is actually a really good movie. I've heard it's, it's some of his it's, best. It's actually really I want him to It's st- very I, funny. I need him to stay away from franchises where the studio wants to make something for kids for adults. That's mm-hmm. what he needs to stay away from, right? Anything that he's done uh, with the exception of I love moments in the first Transformers, but every other Transformers but movie he is need, Yeah, bad. he needs to stay away from like influencing children. Correct. Yes. And you haven't seen Bumblebee yet, but I really no, liked I it. And Bumblebee's I was like, really I was like, okay, what a bummer that this movie's coming out and, what no, a and now people are burned out. Now people are, or th- because maybe they built a fan base of the adult Transformers fans that knew that's not my Transformers. So then that audience isn't going to go seek it out. And then kids know not to go near Transformers because it's like, that's horrendous. And parents what are like, I'm not going to take you to that fan base of the transformers um 
Hmm. What uh, is it? They're just drinking a lot of monster energy it's, drinks. Yeah. People, it's yeah. guys who are very pro-military. Yes. Yeah. They're very, it's guys yes. who can look at a movie and tell you what kind of gun they're using. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, exactly. And he tells you, they tell you the fire rate, and you're like, we're at a bar. Why are you telling me yes. this? <laughs> they like John Wick for... They like John Wick for like very specific reasons, yeah, 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 not just because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very good franchise, but they're like, oh, that's an MP5, whatever. That's the only gun I know. Their movies, the movies. I didn't know that, that they, was uh, a gun. Mission the, Impossible Five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The movies that they enjoy have male characters calling each other pussy, yep. yeah. and it's like cool. Like yeah. that's those are the action. Oh, yeah, those are the types of movies. Give that me they, Bad Boys Three. That has eighties kids franchises with characters that call themselves pussies. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's that audience. I, so I also like that this list mentions how much of a flop this was yeah because this was the movie that did make uh carpenter Carpenter. go back to doing independent films yeah is that good or bad uh what was the last what followed this because this is 86 86 86 i can look it up i have a question for you while i look it up yes i'm gonna look up john carpenter's uh filmography filmography but um what is your overall thoughts on Big Trouble in Little China and specifically rewatching it with us tonight? Was mm. there anything new that you picked up on? Like, how do you feel about it right now? I, the thing I realized about this movie is ja- without Jack Burton, mm-hmm. you don't have Star Lord. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good point. You don't have, that's a really you don't good have point. that hero template of a person who is not fit for this, who is kind mm-hmm. of knocked it out. Cause there's Very literally immature, and a little bit self-interested, self-interested, yes. not really aware. Cause there's that line where he goes, you know what old Jack Burton says, who Jack Burton, me is <laughs> yeah. essentially he goes star Lord. Yeah. 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 Star Lord. Come man. on, man. Like it's That's this, a really good point. You don't have those kind of heroes. Like you still have you, like you get your John McClane's who are the kind of wise cracking. Yeah. Like very confident badasses, badasses. Yeah. but like Jack Burton in this movie is never really a badass. He shoots a gun and gets knocked out he's in the middle. He's fairly of the fight. incompetent <laughs> constantly. Yeah, yeah. The only time he's good is when he catches that knife and throws it back, which is which is telegraphed, which pays off from the beginning of the movie when Wang goes to chop the bottle in half and he catches it. Oh yeah, and he goes, and he it's all the reflexes. Yeah. which yeah. is the same thing he says when he catches the knife again. Yeah, good that's callback. true. Yeah, that was really good. Everything here's, is set up and paid off. Here's mm-hmm. Carpenter oh, okay. after Big Trouble. God, we can uh, I can break this down dark okay. star is kind of great okay uh, that was his co- movie he made in college with dan o'bannon who wrote the original screenplay uh called space beast i think star Pe- star beast which became alien cool uh dan o'bannon uh who looked like colonel sanders uh kind of got <laughs> screwed out of everything he uh did that sucks uh, oh, he was also a notorious prick. Oh, okay. okay. Fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> but, like, he wrote, like, two of, like, the big, like, screenplays of the 70s and cool. then, like, never really collected on them. And Dark Star Assault in Precinct 13, which is hmm. uh, very violent. I think I've seen the remake of that. that With was John Leguizamo yeah, and just, Ethan Hawke. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think, I think. The original is, it's... it's oh, I think I did very see very 70s. Mm-hmm. Is it's, that with uh, Jerry Stiller? No, what's that movie? <laughs> Jerry Stiller? There's You're thinking of Zoolander. Oh, I'm thinking of Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Zoolander. Yeah. Movie I'm th- no, what's, uh, just kidding, Walter Matthau? Walter Mitty? That, no. Uh, uh, that's, uh, oh. The Taking of Pelham 123. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. He also had a remake. That movie's great. Denzel Washington, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. No. Okay, sorry. No, that's that what I, no. Or was Travolta? that Unstoppable? Unstoppable was, was Chris Pine. Was Chris Pine and Denzel? Yes. Unstoppable was yeah. yes. Yes. Okay. Chris yeah. Pine and Denzel. Sorry, uh, guys. Travolta I got is us. taking a Pelham one, two, three. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Talk and Taking. 
<laughs> Halloween 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone's Watching Me, which is a movie of his that I have never seen. <gasps> you got to get on it's that. It's a TV gotta movie. Get on it. uh, Elvis, which I, we talked about earlier tonight, yes. which is his first, first time working with Kurt Russell. Yep. Uh, the Fog in 1980, uh, which also has Jamie Lee Curtis and Adrian Barbeau and cool. Tom Atkins. Great cool. movie. Uh, it's about pirate ghosts. <laughs> cool. Uh, Where have I been? Where's yeah. it been all It's got life? a great soundtrack. <laughs> Again, Carpenter does all the movies for all of his sound, all of his films. Mm-hmm. Or all the mo- wow, all the music for he does all the movies for all of his films. We got he it. Should. All yeah. the music, all the soundtracks for all of his movies. Awesome. Um, also, in this movie, this movie is shot by Dean Cundey. Okay, who is in a. a incredible incredible cinematographer who was also uh the cinematographer for the fog he was also the cinematographer for all of the back to the futures uh, Jurassic okay, Park yeah. for for big trouble yeah awesome Dean Cundy uh awesome. is his catalog is huge I think he was also the cinematographer for um Texas Chainsaw Massacre as ooh. well ooh um, but yes. know yet. his catalog have, is gross huge yeah uh then you have the fog you have Escape from New York which is the second time with Kurt Russell mm-hmm. which is a Great movie that is so much fun. It's cool. got Ernest Borgnine in it. Arjun Barbeau comes back as well. You got Isaac Hayes as the Duke. You got cool. Donald Pleasance coming back to play the President of the United States. <laughs> uh, the Thing, which Halloween. I believe is Carpenter's best movie. Nice. Is it I, your favorite Carpenter movie? It is. Cool. It is in my top five of movies of all time. Awesome. Okay. And you're going to run us down. You're going to run down those early. Yeah. What okay. Is, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, God. I don't have to choose my top five. Uh, yep, sorry. <laughs> you got Christine, which is actually a really good movie, which is probably the, the Stephen cl- King car movie. Yeah. Cool. Which is probably the one of the closest adaptations of a Stephen King film. As good as it's close as it's gotten. Like, as close as it's gotten. Like, really? Because there, there's stuff like there's like sometimes they come back, which is okay. And there's Tommyknockers, mm-hmm. which is a whole mess. And there's mm-hmm. Langoliers, which is also a TV series, which is like 16 hours long. And it's all terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I had read The Shining and watched The Shining for the first They're time. They're so different. I felt that that details were different, but for me, the sort of the whole the the like Man, the brunt. I wanted of it, him to beat himself in the face with a axe. <laughs> uh, Stephen King hates Kubrick. I know or Hammer. I know he hates Kubrick. Shining. I had we I had a great conversation about that specifically with uh, with my buddy Cameron Rice. Cameron's a big Stephen King guy, and he knows about how much Stephen King hates the movie. Yep. And Cameron's take on it is he feels that um, Stephen King's too close to it. That it's a very personal book. That it's about this father who is trying to connect with his son who is possibly abusive who is so like so my buddy Cameron's take on it is when he saw any of that in the movie Mm. that he's like no that's not what that is because he's talked about how his book character is nicer than the than Jack Torrance in the movie that he's like Jack Torrance in the movie is like evil like that kind of thing like immediately off the bat for sure for (laughs) sure so and again having seen the movie and then I read the book for the first time I was like sorry Steven so is your character like so is your book character that's just, that was just my yeah, take yeah, I'm yeah. like he's also kind of a dick right off the bat but uh, very, really interesting uh, com- to compare the both and I would recommend if you're listening to this and you haven't I'm sure you've seen The Shining but if you haven't read it it's like I totally it's go read it it's a very good book very good book uh, very interesting his only uh, romantic movie ever his only love story is Starman in 1984 <laughs> oh, with cool. Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen yeah well I think Halloween is also very romantic oh, yeah. if, you're, uh, if you're a psychopath really comes full circle. You have Big yeah. Trouble in Little China Which uh-huh. is Amazing love story Amazing love story kiss in an elevator You kiss in an elevator <laughs> And then, and it. then are you going to kiss her goodbye Nope It also yeah. has one of my favorite lines uh, When Gracie Law goes I'll c- I'd come with you But he goes I know there's a problem with your face <laughs> 
which is from the <laughs> earlier in the movie when she can't go into the white tiger because they'll recognize her face. Yeah. That's really fun. Uh, so then at this point in his career, so this movie is, comes out and he's like, I'm going to go back to indies. What so this, happened? This bombed. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because the thing also bombed. Right. The thing came out in the same, like thing came out in the same summer as E.T. Mm. And audiences didn't want to see a movie where an alien was terrifying and tearing people into pieces and like chests were exploding open and Why eating hands. Not? Yeah. Uh, see both it bomb. Guys. It's now like a, it, people hail it as like a masterpiece because it Have is. Have your aliens yeah. and eat it. Like Dean, Dean Cundy was the DP on that. Yeah. Rob Bottin, uh, his makeup and effects work are out. Still hold up. They're mm-hmm. still absolutely incredible. Uh, Rob Bottin also got uh, Carpenter made him go to the hospital after they wrapped the movie to be, and check himself in for exhaustion. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, there's wow. so much in that. Um, what a good friend. And then, like, Christine, I don't know what his commercial success was. And mm-hmm. Starman, I don't think, did very well as well. Then this was, like, the biggest, one of the biggest flops he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was like, I'm going to go back to doing uh, independent movies. And then he followed with Prince of Darkness, uh, which was shot here in L.A. Um, the church that it's, the exterior of the church that it is, is uh by Little Tokyo, actually. Oh, cool. Um, and it's very, it's a very, like, insular, like, isolated film that you can tell they made for very little money. Mm. And it's about this, um, like, meteor that's coming, like, going to pass by Earth. And there's this whole group of, like, theology students working with these astrophysics students to find out what this weird giant vial of swirling green oozes in the bottom of this church, which turns out to be the son of the anti-god. So it's like the devil is real, but he's not from below. It's from from another dimension of outer space that is passing by us. (laughs) And it's this really crazy, like creepy movie where all these students start getting possessed by like the devil and like that checks out. That's in the Bible. Nuts. It's really it's really slow paced. I lo- but it's slow paced in a good way. It like takes its time. It's got great wow. beats in it. The music's really cool. Donald Pleasance is in it. Victor Wong is also in it. Nice. Uh, nice. Dennis Dunn is all, who's Wang in, the, in Big Trouble is in it. Cool. Uh, and it's just uh, it's very weird, and I love it. And then they live, uh, which I believe was a success. Yeah, I think so. Uh, is in 1988. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you don't know, they live. It's the one with the sunglasses. When they put them on, they see these aliens that are living among us. I'm here these... to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Yep, and Roddy Roddy Piper, yeah. rest in peace. Uh, Keith David. Yeah, uh, Kurt Russell was originally going to play the role that Roddy Roddy Piper played in mm-hmm. They Live, but then they casted. He, Carpenter wanted him, but the studio decided now we're going to go with this wrestler mm-hmm. because wrestling's huge. Um, Checks out Kurt Russell. What's he doing these days? Piece of shit. Uh, Memoirs <laughs> of an Invisible Man, which is so... I was wrong. It's not his only comedy. Memoirs of an Invisible Man is also a comedy. Okay, cool. Okay. That's Chevy Chase. Okay. Uh, Body Bags in 93, which is his Master of Horrors, uh, Master of Horror uh, anthology film, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, In the Mouth of Madness, which I think is his last great movie. Cool. Which is his Sam Neill... H.P. Lovecraft uh, movie. Oh, I'm really curious about Is that. Is it good? I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's got weird monsters. It's like this uh, author who's slowly just descending into madness because he keeps like seeing these creatures from another author's book, like inhabiting a city. Whoa. Doesn't Guillermo del Toro want to make that movie or he something? He wants to make yeah. it the Ma- at the Mountains of Madness, oh, okay. which is a uh, Lovecraft adaptation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Village of the Damned in 95, which is Kirstie Alley and uh, Christopher Reeve. Oh, wow. Uh in a remake of the original Village of the Damned. 
uh, with the ch- kids with the white hair and the glowing eyes. Uh, Escape from L.A., which is a movie we won't talk about. Oh, sorry, uh, we're not going to talk about it. I want to see it. Vampire, I got to get out of L.A. 1998 <laughs> is Vampires, starring uh, real-life uh, trash monster James Woods. Is that with a Y? <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no. Good. Uh, I thought you were going to say starring real-life vampires. It's pretty cool. Carpenter uh, found some. It's got Danny Baldwin yeah, in it. what a blood-sucking creep, James Woods. <laughs> uh, Ghosts of Mars in 2001, starring Ice Cube, which is a horrible movie. Oh, yeah. uh, and then, I don't see how that could be a horrible movie. <laughs> Ghost of Mars starring Ice Cube is a horrible movie? Yeah, I'm sorry to break this to you. Damn it. But Ghost of Mars <laughs> is a bad movie. And then 2010, The Ward, which was his last movie. Wow. Uh, starring Amber Heard, I believe. Oh, cool. I like And Malcolm McDowell. I like Amber Heard. Um, like and Michael that movie McDowell. is also very bad. Oh, um, that's too bad. Uh, and he and he's he said he's like I'm kind of done. He's like yeah. I've had a good run. Like I'm just gonna hang out, play video games, and play music now with my son. He plays video games. He just be loves video games. What? John Carpenter's a huge video game guy. I, and he, and that checks out. Yeah, the I dude love that. loves synthesizers. He's yeah. also like I've seen interviews. They're like, are you good? He goes, oh no, I'm terrible. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he should get a Twitch I, channel. He sh- oh he my would God. he could get higher numbers than Ninja if hey, he should. Yeah. Did you score my uh, playing Skyrim, <laughs> <Yeah>. please? <laughs> And he <laughs> be amazing. His I saw him live in concert. This is just turned into the Carpenter Hour. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. It's already what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him live in concert <laughs> on Halloween two years ago. Awesome. Is it too scary? Uh, did you cry? No, I, mm. I was. Did you pee your pants? No, but he comes out. So here's how the Carpenter show goes. It says starting at eight thirty. He's on stage at about eight thirty one. He walks out on stage. He goes, "I'm John Carpenter. I'm going to play you some songs from my movies." <laughs> what a dork! And everyone cheers. And then he plays the themes from all of his movies. Awesome. And he gives a little speech before everyone. <laughs> and he's oh like, God. "Some songs from my movies." And he goes, "This is the only love story ever told. It's Starman." And he plays the theme from Starman while like a supercut of the yeah, movie like plays I behind him. That. That's and he's amazing. playing with his son Cody, and he'll, him and Cody will point at each other. Oh my and God. Cody Adorable. does a lot of the legwork. Cody's the one kind of doing the main synth work. Sure. Yeah. And John just stands up on stage and kind of throws uh, <laughs> devil horns to the audience. <laughs> and. When they did the theme for the fog, they pumped in more fog into the Palladium than I've ever seen in one location cool. ever. Like, you couldn't see your feet. That's great. And, and then people disappeared. And people, like, <laughs> pirate ghosts came out of it yeah, and killed yeah. people. People died. Uh, I've been to so many concerts. I've never heard a crowd cheer louder than I heard people cheer for the first few notes of the Halloween yeah, Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah I can't dude. Coming from John Carpenter <laughs> yeah. yeah. On Halloween night. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because no matter how many concerts you've gone to and how many music concerts you've gone to, you can that have, so you can have super fans of that musical act. But there, to me, on another level, are the super fans of the Halloween movie music. That is yeah. so because it's very normal to go to a concert with like a musician but or a band playing. That you know that thing oh. was sold out. Yeah, and it's it was. like it's not like he's like you know he's playing something obscure. Yeah, that's the reason everybody is, is there. there. And it's yep. what were the, and what he were the sold first out the notes? Is it the that part? It's not the bomb. No, that comes in later. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, so sick, dude. Like full grown, full grown ass dude screaming when he went do 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 do. Just yeah. <laughs> it's the sweatiest dream you've I, ever I, seen. I think I have a video of it on my phone. I'll awesome. show it later. But it's just like 
He's living his best life. He, 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 he sounds really, like really he's, is. as the kids would say, that he's too pure for this world is what it sounds he, like. Is he very pure? He's like uh, Christopher Lee playing in metal bands and like, yeah, like Christopher Lee like was yeah. just doing like Charlemagne over yeah. like <laughs> over like blast beats. Uh, it's like they made their money doing all this other shit. And it's like okay. every interview I've seen with him, he's very down to earth. He seemed cool. he's. I, I'm guessing Suck he's got to be. Zombie. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing he's got to be just like the nicest guy because he's worked with such high talent and they keep coming back to work with him. He's one right. of those people who has like a stable of actors that keeps coming back to work. And you know what else I like is that you keep mentioning his relationship with his son that he keeps yeah. hanging out with yeah. and playing and touring with his son and to me that's that it's it sounds crappy but I, i'll tend to i tend to be cynical with hollywood people especially people at that level of success where it's like if you told me john carpenter was like a kind of a deadbeat dad who like was just you know too focused on his work and whatever mm-hmm. i'd be like yeah it makes sense like he's john carpenter do you know what i mean but if, yeah. but the fact that you're like no he he tours with his you know his son he, like, and hangs out with his making son movies and yeah. now he just like makes music i'm with like his son. that's great he goes on tour that. with his son and then he plays. Oh, so the show it goes from eight thirty to about nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he walks off stage, comes back, plays two songs, done by about nine forty-five. <laughs> Hell yeah! Pep, Pep he's got to be in bed because he's like seventy. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but he he tours he tours around with his son, plays music to audiences who think he's the greatest director yeah. of all time. Yeah, and then he's off stage after an hour and a half. Awesome. And plays video games and smokes weed. What like, a night! Damn, he's fucking. He's living the dream, and he totally is, and. People could probably look at that guy like, oh, what it has been. It's like so much of mm-hmm. American film mm-hmm. and especially horror. It has Carpenter in its veins. For sure. There's For sure. there's so much of it. Even though some of his movies weren't financial successes, like mm-hmm. The Thing, Halloween, mm-hmm. Escape from New York. I would even say this. Like there's so much of it that's just like kind of baked in into mm-hmm. like every Every aspect of American film, at least, like, like you're saying, Jack Burton is a like million Star movie Lord. characters. Yeah. a million movie yeah. characters. I feel that- like horror too was pretty much that same thing until the early 2000s when like Korean horror started to influence, like yeah. you know, American Korean horror and movies, Japanese Korean horror and movies. Japanese horror movies, which were which were very different than the sort of Carpenter tension thriller type stuff, slasher. You know, not that it, that's really it. Doesn't he, isn't he not fond of that? He's genre not, title a slasher he's, movie yeah well, he's considering not, it's like the first of its yeah and he doesn't kind, consider it that Halloween. i don't even really yeah. consider no, that no either. neither do i it's not really it's not in the same vein as it ended up becoming that but it's not right. in the same vein as like a nightmare on elm street or right. uh, friday the 13th for sure um yeah that well, movie is fun because it's so creepy mm-hmm. and like the new one is fun because it's fun exactly uh, Keller, real quick, give us your overall thoughts on Big Trouble in Little China. I'll Turns jump out, in. I love this movie. You did say that <laughs> yeah, 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 about yeah. quarter, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like fifteen I minutes saw it ago, when like, I was a youngster, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember all of it, but I do remember it affecting me. Mm-hmm. Like it is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when you first see the super pale guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Lopan. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The, the different James iterations Kong. of Lopan yeah. are the terrifying. Old, old old one is really yeah. creepy. And it's just yeah. such a fucking cool movie. Yes. Like when these guys fly out of the sky on lightning mm-hmm. and just, it's swinging you, swords around. As a kid, it's the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. And just talking about mystical sorcery and whatnot. Yeah. So you love this movie. Are you going to buy it? 
I might buy this. Okay. I might I mean, purchase the Blu-ray this film. is probably real cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can get it in a $5 bin at Best I Buy. I really liked this movie way more than the last time I saw it. Yeah, last you, to, I had going into this, you fun. said you didn't like it. I had a lot of fun with this movie tonight, and I think that I connected a lot of it to stuff that was influenced by it, talking about how influential it is. Yeah. Because I might not love... Blade Runner, but I love like Batman Beyond, which is inspired yeah, by Blade Runner. Huge, I, I, I'm not a huge Blade Runner fan. Yeah. I really love the aesthetic and yeah. the kind of world exactly. that it built. Yes, and and it, the stuff it inspired. I like Blade Runner 2049. Same. Way more than I Same. like Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. I like it way more Agreed. too, and I still don't like it that much. <laughs> yeah, but I got it and in three D. Like, it's cool. It's cool. Blade Runner twenty four nine is great. But yeah. especially because I mentioned a couple times that growing up, I loved the cartoon show Jackie Chan Adventures. It was which so was good. so good, and and so many of the characters I feel like are templates that are yeah. drawing from Jackie Chan is like, such like an underrated hero oh, of sure. every child's life. Absolutely, but but especially with the with the other characters other than like the Jackie Chan character mm-hmm. in that cartoon mm-hmm. show you had like uncle his niece um uh jade uh, the, uh who were the gang members that kept they, showing up the guys like oh, the one yeah. had yeah. guy suit and the one that yeah the bad guy i think i forget his name it's like shao khan or something but then like toru was like the big muscle guy yeah, who then defected then had, and became a good there was, guy like, the and, lead bad guy and then he had a three like dumb yeah, henchmen. Henchmen. yeah all that stuff is so 70s and so fun but so much of especially at the end of big trouble when Lopan fired like a green beam with his two pinkies. Yeah. And then, and then like egg doing, yeah, he was running doing, like, like robots. Yeah. And, and he, then egg threw like a purple beam and then like these two warriors appeared. I was yeah, like, two that samurais, it's so is the coolest cool. shit ever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's some Jackie Chan adventure shit. And like, really it's so his, cool. I love the insult. Uh, low pan throws before he just goes peasant magic. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and then he does. <laughs> yeah. Peasant magic. Rock'em, sock'em robots. I think it works because it's this falls into a genre that I think is very hard to hit mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Urban fantasy. Right, which I'm yeah. which I'm into and I might not love Big Trouble the way you guys love mm-hmm. it, but I I the, again the whole time I was watching it my imagination was was working overtime and I'm like I would love for some really talented people to come along and to try and do something like this or this again like mm-hmm. to remake it I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to it as very 80s as it John is John Carpenter is yeah it, yeah he said fuck John them Carp- they just want the money is what I he mean, said I mean he did say yes, that. Yeah. but that's why you have to go find him we were talking about Jordan Vote Roberts beforehand yeah. who's a director I super admire who who initially didn't want to do Kong because he's like why they've done it it's you know and I love that attitude of a director being asked, hey, no, would you, you want to come get in? a Chinese person to oh, direct this? For sure. Movie. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying Jordan Vogt Roberts, but that attitude that he had where he's like, what's the point? Not unless we do this to it, am yeah. I going to be interested? I would love to get people who aren't interested in the money, but, mm-hmm. but, but Asian storytellers who grew up with this to be like, yes, and I want to do it for yeah. these reasons. It's like, go for and it. That's what I want to see. Cause totally. None of us know if anything they're referencing is, yeah. abs- <laughs> is, is anything true yeah, at right. all. Um, and it's, it doesn't have to be, uh, but it would be super cool to have a lot of like, ch- like Chinese American, uh, authenticity in it mm-hmm. and if there's m- mythology great add it into it but it doesn't have to be like accurate mythology or but even just make like, it accurate this yeah, time sure around. but just make it authentic either yeah. way like that's the thing that you know because it still should be cheesy but not corny like it should still be yeah. fun and bombastic mm-hmm. but not like like you know just making hammy. fun of and there's right. like one of my favorite parts of the movie is when the, for whatever re- for no reason at all just a sewer monster yeah. <laughs> eats a member of the Shang-Chi like yeah. and then oh, yeah. Shen throws 
throws marbles at the hole and explodes. You will not come out again. You will not come out again. What will not come out again? What won't come out again, huh? (laughs) What? Ah, damn What is that? (laughs) And then he keeps going. And then when he sees the, he goes, sees Lopan's, like, the floating eye monster for Lopan. Oh, what is that? He's just disgusted. don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. And then he just shoots it. Yeah. So funny. But yeah, like urban fantasy. It's like you don't know until you try. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know until you try. Yeah. I, I love urban fantasy. I, like, I, I yeah, I for sure. I Constantine the other day. How was it? I really love that movie. I need to see, I've never seen it. Apparently it's, he said that he wants to he do wants it again. He wants to do another I Constantine know. movie. And I feel bad because I'm like, Keanu, you shouldn't, but I love you though, dude. I want you to do cool stuff, the, but yeah. The one thing I could say about the movie is... It looks gorgeous. Really? It's cool. beautifully the shot. Way <laughs> oh, the way hell looks. Oh, the way hell looks. It's also a comic book movie that yeah. that, that leans into that aspect because okay. there's shots in it. Like when he's jumping out of hell and mm-hmm. grabs like the medical bracelet and slams the holy water. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not, Ugh. not there's well. A, there's, there's, <laughs> there's shots in it that are just like, that's a splash page. And there's a shot of cool. Constantine when he's like, he travels to hell to find a clue about uh, Rachel Weiss's sister. Mm-hmm. And then he's jumping, grabs a medical bracelet, slams a vial of holy water against his chest to like resacrate, like like cool. uh, reconsecrate himself to go back to Earth. And it's him like reaching up through hell, and all these demons are clanging onto him. And it's just like that's a splash that's cool. page. It's yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, you, it sounded like you were describing because I haven't seen Constantine yet. The uh, the reverse of that is when Aquaman was going down in yes. the movie Aquaman, and in it was the, all into all the, the trench, all the creatures. You haven't in seen the Constantine? Trench. No, not yet. Okay, let's watch it. Okay. The only thing I remember about Constantine is that years ago, my grandma died. And years before that, my dad and a bunch of his sisters and his mom, my grandma, they all took her to go see a scary movie. And they <laughs> snuck wine into the theater. And they were planning on having a great time. And they came back and they were like, we saw Constantine. And like, they, none of them enjoyed it. Like, none of my, <laughs> my parents' generation enjoyed it. So, so, uh, but they, and that they were like in the theater. My dad tells a story that they were watching it. Maybe they weren't into it, but then they like opened a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. very like, like like very, very audibly yeah. and other people in the theater were like hey pass that around like they were like <laughs> that's like hilarious. all of them having a good time because it wasn't opening weekend it was like yeah. a week or two mm-hmm. later or something so that's all i remember about constantine that's all i know about it but uh cool yeah so i think we were able to talk about big trouble in little china and all that it offers so now we get it's, to the part in the podcast oh i want to give one more thing please uh Look for other James Hong movies. Oh, absolutely. James he's in Hong, like a hundred of them. He's in a hundred movies. Uh, <laughs> I have a really fun second person story. Uh, an ex of mine uh, is a really great makeup artist, and she was working on James Hong. She was doing awesome for an event. She was doing his low pan makeup. <gasps> And just he was having fun. He goes, I know how to do it. And like grabs like a bunch of her stuff. And he's like, may I? And she's like, yeah. And he just did his own low pan makeup in the chair. Oh, my God. He just knows his low pan makeup by memory. Really cool seeing an actor who's been in so many movies. Yeah. Just so into it. Really, really love like this character and this role. And then just being able to do his own makeup. That's wild. That's That's, so cool. He seems like the best guy. I love him in Wayne's World, too. I love him in the Kung Fu Panda movies. He's so funny. He is hilarious. In the opportunities where he's allowed to to really be a great comedic. He's fucking funny in this, too. Like, what's the the one point? When he's looking at the TV, when he goes, are these friends of yours? Now, this is what really pisses yeah, yeah, me off exactly. to no end. And then wheels out of the room. Yeah, in a that is super funny. I think, in fact, Keller always references it, but I want to bring this movie up again because it's the best. Uh, 
R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. Anytime uh, a Keller means to say R.I.P., he says R.I.P.D. Yeah. as a joke, and I've started to do it too. <laughs> I have uh, not seen that movie. It's terrible. Me neither. But let me. <laughs> I've also never seen it. Let me give you the premise. Oh, that's right. James Hong is in it. Rest let in peace to Sienna Miller is in let it. Let me give you the premise. It's, yeah, the premise is oh, loosely yeah. off a of Mark Millar book. I Jeff, think. not Mark Millar. Mark a very, a very obscure comic that's not good. Okay. Uh, Jeff Bridges and uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds are the stars. Yes. Right. They are characters who died and they're able to come back and inhabit the bodies of of, of people to like to it's almost like men in black like that's yeah. what they're going for to like fight some other ghost or evil mm-hmm. thing or whatever but they but inhabit in the, the bodies movie, of other people they they technically embody the they inhabit the bodies of James Hong and like Sienna Miller Victoria's Secret model Sienna Miller yeah who was Baroness in the G.I. Joe movies no no no, no. wait no 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 am I wrong I yeah think I'm wrong. not Sienna Miller it's a what? it's a model named um named Mo- Marissa Miller ah, okay Marissa Miller plays the avatar she is this woman who is like Victoria's Secret, like uh-huh. gorgeous human being, but was is not super an actor, sports illustrated model, whatever. Mm. But uh, she's done, she did some acting. But it's it's Ryan Reynolds is like in her body, or no, maybe Jeff Bridges, Jeff is, in Bridges her body, is her body, and is, Ryan Reynolds is, is in James, James Hong. Hong. And James Hong is running around holding a banana because the RIPD weapon is also hidden from the rest of the world. So, yeah, so it, just, it, as we're watching the movie, we're seeing Bridges and Reynolds, but to the real world in the thing, it's James Hong and this and this uh, supermodel, um, this supermodel yeah. Marissa Miller. And isn't and I'm like, Bacon the villain in this movie? Possibly. And I'm like, <laughs> this movie should have been James Hong and Marissa Miller. It yeah, would have been... Just, Thousand oh. times better. It would have been Garrett, so funny. Like, ah, uh, there's no way you get that budget approved though without Jeff Bridges and Ryan but Reynolds. That's, and that's <laughs> maybe with Kevin Bacon as the villain. That's what's so disappointing because it's like, <laughs> my God, that movie would have been phenomenal. Kevin Bacon plays a, a a good scary person. Have you ever seen Cop Car? No. Oh yeah, he plays a He's very great yeah. cop car director of John yeah. Batterman Homecoming. Yep, John, yeah, John Walt, John, John Watts. Watts. Uh, he also is. Uh, I think it's called like Dead to Rights. I haven't mm. seen that. Uh, where it's like a revenge movie. Uh, I think that's and what his it's called. wife dies. His kid dies. His kid dies. That's right. And and he, and he goes and gets revenge. And he gets revenge, and he like shaves his head and goes all terrifying. Mm-hmm. He's also in Hollow Man, but we're not talking about that movie. Right. He's right. also the bad guy in, and I think he's so fun as the bad guy, Sebastian Shaw in X-Men First Class. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's the great. bad guy in Super, and he's really yep. good, and he's kind of like the other man a little bit in the movie Crazy Stupid Love, and he's like yeah. charming and he's smarmy. He's the one who, uh, that uh, yeah. Julian Moore cheats on. Yeah. Cheats yeah. with. Yeah. And Steve and Carell. And punched in the mouth. Yeah. It's great. That's great. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> Stupid uh, Love. Really good movie. Yeah. I own it as well. I also think it's very good. Um, so, Adam, we come to the part in the podcast where you're going to yes. tell us what movie you would pick that you believe should exist on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Oh, shit. Uh, no one said broadcast news, right? <gasps> oh, my God. Thank God you're about to say that. I'm going to... Oh, my God. I'm going to kiss you on the face. I was, I was going to be like, well, we could go with like Hedwig and the Angry Inch. No one said broadcast news Our, yet. I was, also, I was thinking Short Bus, which is another John Cameron Mitchell movie. I fucking... Love broadcast, broadcast news. news fucking rules. It does. All right, rules. You so guys geek hard. out about broadcast news for five minutes. Albert Go. Brooks Albert Brooks is a genius. <laughs> Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter is, is a genius. Incredible. James L. Brooks uh, wrote and directed the movie. Uh, yes. You know James L. Brooks. He, he was one of the creators of Taxi. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the creative minds behind The Simpsons in mm-hmm. the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He wrote and directed this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't age scout. well. No. As good as it gets, it's not age well. Yeah, the Scout. Yeah. yeah. Love the Scout. Uh, but yeah, Broadcast News is just a movie I can put on. It's fucking heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking, but also <laughs> kind of like. It's heart- bittersweet. It's a very bittersweet movie because like. The it's characters so you funny. want to get together don't. Joan Cusack hitting that water fountain. Joan Cusack's amazing in the movie. <laughs> she Ed, really William is. Hurt's really great in it. We play a game. Anytime William Hurt's on screen, we just make sounds like he's in pain. So we just go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Why? he moves. I don't understand. William Hurt. William Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, no. William Hurt. Oh, no. William Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just the simpleton talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. William Hurt. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking. I also really like John Cameron Mitchell as a director. Mm-hmm. Who, if you don't know his work, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, you should definitely seek out. Okay. Seen one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. He, I also, seen that. he also did a movie called Short Bus that not a lot of people have seen. Haven't heard of it. Uh, which is a whole different uh, kettle of fish from uh, Hedwig. Uh, he also did How to Talk to Girls at Parties, which I have not seen. Mm. Um, That's supposed to be very good, though, right? I heard no. Okay. Uh, but he's a he's a writer director I really love. But no, broadcast news. No one's broadcast done broadcast news. news. Yeah. No one said broadcast, broadcast news. news yet. Should be, it might be on here, but it should be on. It is right. Uh, let's, let's actually I check think it is right now, dude. I don't know. I don't either. <gasps> the answer is no. Yeah, that is an insane. That bummer. movie is great. It's We've so got good. Brokeback Mountain is the only bro. I always list. forget wow. the line, but it has one of my favorite lines of all time. It's like, wouldn't it be great if being... Uh, oh, it neat. must be it must be uh, terrible being the smartest person in the room all the time. Is that line? Or? No, it's like, he's like, uh, wouldn't it be great if being needy and so-and-so was attractive? Oh, attractive, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember what the line There's is. There's a great Twitter called Out of Context ever. Broadcast News. <laughs> oh, I'm following it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a it's a great movie about it's so fucking it's funny so too. funny Albert Brooks is so funny the whole scene where he's anch- when he's anchoring for the first time in years and he's just sweating through oh yeah his shirts <laughs> like during it like he's working as an anchor and there's just lines like geez Nixon didn't even sweat this much <laughs> I buried the lead uh, Jack Nicholson's also in the movie and he, he did it is. for he's free super funny you guys buried the lead. He did. He did he, it for free. Wait, he did it what? For free because he's friends with James L. Brooks. Wow. Yeah, and he's only in two scenes. And he's scenes, in as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Probably not for free in that movie. No, no. definitely not. He's top build. Much bigger role. Yeah. Which is funny because there's a line in broadcast news where he's like, when they're laying all the people off, he just goes, uh, "You hate to see it happen. A lot of good talent here. And you could probably say we took a million off your salary." Yeah. <laughs> like it's just all That's great, but it's it's Holly Hunter who is my favorite actress of all time. She's awesome. Yeah, she uh, she's so incredible. So, so you love Incredibles and Incredibles. I do too. love Incredibles and Raising Arizona. Too. Raising Arizona is one of my favorite yeah. movies. My fire slip. Batman v Superman: <laughs> Dawn of Justice. Big fan. God, I forgot she's in that. She's in a wheelchair and they blow oh her up. With no, like she's a, not. I'm drinking in a wheelchair. Piss. She does about. She, she has piss in a jar on her. Granny, that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guy in the wheelchair had the bomb. That's and, it. Yeah. And Superman didn't save anybody. Anyway, we don't have to. Talk yeah, about we're, that. we're gonna. That's in a future uh, episode. The piano. Mm-hmm. Great wow. movie. I haven't seen the piano. Is that the one with uh, um, young Samuel Oscar Jackson winner in that movie? Uh, Anna Paquin. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. The piano. You also have thirteen. Uh, which is the uh, mm-hmm. Catherine Hardwick movie mm-hmm. uh, with Evan Rachel Wood and Holly Hunter plays the mom. And now she's going to be in season two of Succession. Cool. On HBO. What is oh, Succession? Succession is, Succession is, a, is a 
Adam McKay. Which don't let that deter you. Uh, I like him. (laughs) I like Adam McKay too. Uh, He's not great at subtlety and somehow this show is brilliant. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cool. Cool. There's not, yeah, there's no graphics. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Selena Gomez does not tell you anything about the financial crisis. They don't refer to someone as a butterfly knife and then show you a butterfly knife because it's a movie for the deaf or (laughs) for the deaf apparently, which is a thing that happened in Vice. I didn't get Vice. People. How did it? How did people like it so much? I think I it's know. the I think it's the performances. I really think. I also think the that when bad weird. movies get nominated for like Oscar stuff, I think it's because it makes the voters feel good about themselves. Yes. I think sometimes True. that's when movies get and voted on. I have a weird relationship with that movie because I really think Christian Bale and Amy Adams are doing a really great job in cool. that movie. They're doing everybody's doing everyone's pretty great. Like, Steve Sam Carell, Rockwell's amazing. Sam yeah. Rockwell's great. Steve Carell's great. Everyone's great. I don't like a movie that puts any kind of sense that I, wow, I can't even say the word <laughs> sensationalizes or yeah. puts a human face on Dick Cheney, who is yeah. a truly terrible human being. And sure. like, that's where my problem lies with mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and isn't that interesting? Because McKay is somebody who's very vocally adamantly opposed to the Bush administration. Yes, he's very anti-Republican. You know, yeah. the Trump, like he's very, so for him to, I haven't seen Vice yet, but for him to like humanize or to, you know, to put that lens, I think is really interesting. Which at the end of the day, Dick Cheney is still a human being. Correct. He's not this like, which I, like, which is kind yeah. of how I read the movie is like the way it ends is it ends it, Dick Cheney. It, it is with, all justified within Dick Cheney's mind. And yes, he thinks he's doing it. the right thing. Got it. Interesting. It ends the same way the comic book wanted ends in in a, in a way, <laughs> where it says like, this "Fuck is, you." This is me yeah. fucking you in the ass. Like, yeah, because Mark Millar's a psychopath. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah, he tweeted something today about Eminem. I don't know. Marsha Mathers. Oh, that's no. right, because the guy in Wanted just looks like Eminem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, broadcast news. Go yeah, watch it. So broadcast good. So good. Uh, you it made really you made so Keller good. light up with joy when I you said so broadcast news. I was so happy when you said yeah. broadcast news. Yeah, Aww. thank you. <laughs> I, I love it so much. It's so so good. I'm gonna watch it again. I might again. watch it when I go home. I might just throw it on and watch it. Well, uh, I think that that's a perfect place to to wrap up. Adam, thank you so much for coming over tonight, yes, man, yeah. and for thank bringing you. Big Trouble in Little China, and for sharing it, and for sharing your love of the film, and your love of John Carpenter, <laughs> and your love of broadcast news, yes. and everything else we talked about. Um, where can people follow you on the internet if you'd like them to, and is there anything that you want to point them to? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a... You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's A-T-O-M underscore Murray, M-U-R-A-Y. It's very, I like it. It's Atom, as in children of the Atom. Yes. Yes. Underscore Uh, Murray. I did it because the other thing was taken. (laughs) Uh, That was years ago. Um, I am, uh, when I'm not working for Nerdist and producing and and doing stuff over there for them, I am an indie filmmaker in my own time. Awesome. Uh, I have a Vimeo page, which is vimeo.com slash A-T-O-M M-U-R-A-Y. You can find it through either of my, my socials. Uh, I have a short that's up right now called lease that is on sh- that short of the week, uh, picked up a while back. Nice. Cool. Uh, I have a few other things on that video page. The one, the short I finished at the end of last year is currently like in consideration for festivals. So I, I can't put it out anywhere. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's a wrestling short in black and white, all done in one take. Very um, cool. that's awesome. And then, uh, I'm finishing one up, now that is uh, essentially about what do serial killers do when they're waiting in your house for you to get home? Uh, <laughs> Comedy? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and it's, it's the whole it's it's that it's, it's also a, a metaphor for like uh bad sex mm-hmm. uh, gotcha. i wrote it okay. with uh, megan rosati who if anyone knows she's a very awesome horror director and actress cool uh and yeah and then I'll, I'll have something coming out uh in june that i can't say because it's kind of a Weird little secrets. Um, it's very short. Ooh, weird little secrets. Yeah, but whenever this comes out, uh, the new CW you'll, show, you'll see something in June. Cool. Uh, this, this episode will be out on Monday, by the way. Okay, yeah. So, so. within a week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, perfect. Uh, awesome. So look out for that on in June. Obviously, follow Adam Murray at everything. A T O M underscore Murray or A T O M Murray at uh, uh, Vimeo dot com. Yeah, that's rad, man. That's very impressive. Thank you. That's so cool. Uh, Keller, oh, yeah. what movie are we watching next week, and who's our guest going to be next week? We're watching Danger. Cold Diabolic with Alex Jacobs. <laughs> that episode's going to go so long. I'm letting you know right now. Really? Alex loves Italian cinema. Cool. And he loves Mario Bava and he loves. We did Topsy Turvy oh. with Alex last year. That was a oh. long movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a long movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's all anybody says about that movie. They yeah. don't say anything they don't about say it. it. The second, that's a long that's, movie. The second thing is usually that's a good movie. But yeah. the first thing is that's a long that's movie. That's my response to someone brings up Cloud movie. Atlas. I'm like, huh, long movie. Long movie. Long movie. <laughs> uh, Danger Diabolic can be rented according to this app on Vudu and on Apple for four bucks for HD. And I'm sure it's probably rentable other places. Um, and there's also a yeah. Mystery Science Theater episode about Danger, Danger Diabolic. Diabolic. Yeah, it's their last episode of the original run with Mike. Whoa. What? Yeah. Oh, well, see, now I kind of want to wait. We got to watch both. Uh, no, because I can, well, maybe. Actually, maybe. But no, because we have to we watch, watch the movie. We got to watch it after. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, have, so we'll talk kidding. about it. All we're going to do is post that episode of Mystery Science Theater <laughs> as our episode. It has one of my favorite MST3K lines, which is just Crow yelling, extreme organized crime. <laughs> cool. cool. Oh, we'll man. be sure to look out for that. I used to love that. It's great. <laughs> Mystery it's Science awesome. Theater 3000. It's one awesome. of my favorite lines is just Packers. Packers. <laughs> Packers won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Giant spider invasion. Yep. Yes. What part was that? Dude, well, there's a giant gi- spider in the invasion. The movie Giant mm-hmm. Spider Invasion starring Alan Hale, mm-hmm. uh, who is Skipper on Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just about a bunch of giant spiders <laughs> that attack a city and then the whole town goes crazy. I city, city in giant quotes the size yeah. of Mount like Olympus. you know when cities go r- have riots after sporting events. And so it's Packers just won the it's Super Bowl. all these people crashing cars through houses and everything, <laughs> and then all the three of them are just going Packers, Packers. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, man, this was super fun, guys. All right, guys, great. watch Mystery Science Theater through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go watch <laughs> and watch it on Netflix too. Danger Diabolic. Yeah, watch a new one with Jonah Ray. Right. He's great. Um, uh, watch uh, Danger Diabolic. And Felicia Day. And Felicia Day. She's great. And Patton Oswalt. They're all great. Everybody yeah, on the rhymes. new stuff's great. It all it all rhymes. Yeah. Uh, go support Adam Murray. Go follow him on social media and stuff. Go watch uh, uh, Broadcast News. Yes. Go, go watch go, John Carpenter Films. Yes. And go play video games and smoke weed. Yep. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And start a band with your son. And start a band with your son. It's great. Unless your dad's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs)